Hello, Hello and welcome to The Patch. That's the show we're on, right? Yes. I yes. always have to keep track because it's hard. Look, Brought at the, to you look, today. look at our set today. It doesn't... Well, it's down there, though. You can't read it. Well, it doesn't have to have words on it. This like, is the only show we shoot on this Free set. play, I can turn around. I'm like, oh, I'm on free play right now. That's how sad my life is right now. I don't know where I am half the time. Are you on lights or are you on bricks, Ryan? I don't know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? The other set is blue with bricks on it. This oh, one is like... Oh, set, yeah. This I didn't is get like it the either. Okay, no, good. of a spaceship. This is, we're, we're team sleepy today. We're yeah. a little out of it. Uh, team sleepy. are sleepy sleepy. The patch brought to you today by Lynda.com and Casper. I, I remember this time. Look, I'm even going to remember to flip this. Hey. I'm remembering everything. For, we should keep you sleeping more often. Maybe, or not sleeping more often. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's, man, it's really like old school, just had baby time at home right now with sick kids. So. But not, not new babies that we haven't heard about, right? No, God, no. No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> as far as I'm aware. I was really worried that you'd gotten super busy. I just slipped you know another I mean. one in there, yeah. That extra kid that no one saw coming. Uh, well, today we're going to talk about news, uh, sort of, because there are not any. Well, there's not a lot of news, but what there is is pretty interesting. Okay, good. First of all, discussion points. First of all, we're going to have, like, no games this holiday. All right, I'm going to pull up a oh, list of what's going to be Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles. Don't, don't. What, what's happening? The Xenoblade people will get you. I like, Through the camera? I was like, first party Nintendo <laughs> title. Xenoblade is, is produced by um, Monolith, which is a subsidiary of Nintendo. It's not technically a first party it's title. It's second party, but at this, you know. Is it like Kissing Cousins a, kind of thing? I call it a moral or? gray area, no. but I didn't consider it a first party title. And the Xenoblade people were up my ass. Like well, the see, actual my, Xenoblade people or the people that are fans of Xenoblade? Well, people who are looking. Xenoblade. Yeah, no, okay. not mo- Monolith doesn't give a shit about me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. But I mean, that just makes me think like, uh, for example, Naughty Dog. They like right, they we don't call it Sony. We call it Naughty Dog. Yeah. Like it's not Sony's, you know, Uncharted. It's Naughty Look, Dog's. They're, they're exclusive for the time being, but, but they could play the field if they okay, wanted to. Exclusive does not mean first party. They're true. not the same thing. Absolutely true. So. But I, th- I think uh, Naughty Dog's games are actually published by Sony, aren't they? Right. So are Monoliths. They're published okay. by Nintendo, but they're developed by Monolith. Okay. So we're going with second party. But I'm going to give us a pass. Watch this. Nintendo has done such an amazing job of focusing on their first party lineup that when we see a Nintendo game that's got some profile, et cetera, et cetera, we just think first party. Well, but here's the thing is, I went in the opposite direction, but I did the opposite of that. I didn't consider it a first party title. (laughs) So technically it's not. So suck at Xenoblade people. Look, we can justify whatever direction we want to. Which, yeah, what would you like us to defend? We're all on the bandwagon. Let's do it. Well, what I was saying is with Star Fox canceled to... Not canceled. Not canceled. I'm sorry. Delayed. It's canceled out of the year. People all over the world just went... Oh, they don't... No, nobody's coming to me for whether or not Star Fox canceled. Five people just went... Delayed. Hi, guys. Delayed to next year. Um, the only first party titles coming from Nintendo this holiday are Yoshi's Woolly World, which is out everywhere else in the U.S. or everywhere else in the world except for the U.S. And it's so cute. It's so cute. I know. Oh my god, the giant like Woolly Yoshi amiibo. I don't do amiibo, but I want that because I want a giant. It's so woolly cute. Yoshi. When I know. you say giant, what do you mean giant? He's like this big for an like, amiibo. That's he's an big. amiibo. Yeah, for, he's Aren't, like a special edition. Giant amiibo one. are like this big, so when yeah. you get one that's this, this big, big, you get really excited. Aren't you supposed yeah. to like put that on your? Well, it has like some Wii sure, or DS and yeah, things. Like you just you. I mean, you don't just sit it there forever. Right. I just crush everything that. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> that's how did you lose your DS? Well, I crushed it with a woolly Yoshi. <laughs> 
think it's that heavy or hefty. Anyway, the only other it's one besides Yoshi's Come on. Woolly World is uh, Animal Crossing something that's not oh. that exciting. Oh, Happy Home Designer. <laughs> home okay. Designer. So Nintendo actually sent me a copy and I started playing. When you played Animal Crossing... You haven't played Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. You have any idea what we're talking about? There's Get bells. You, uh, you have animals and okay. bells, and they cross. And sometimes you build houses. Okay, so and raid others for fruit <laughs> for Ryan's benefit. Uh, you burn so animal, other farms, like general Animal <laughs> really? Crossing. I think no. Oh. No. Look how excited Ryan got about burning their farms. I've been hunting. You're not allowed to come into Animal Crossing until you're not excited. <laughs> I'm, about I'm not welcome there. They have my picture on the wall. Yeah, you're just banned. There's a the train station where you can go to from one town to another, and your face is just like right up there. Do not <laughs> Animal Crossing bandito. They won't uh, let me buy it either. But it's like it's a open world ish sandbox game. You move into a village, and then you can do whatever you like. You can redecorate your house. You can do fishing or collect fruit, all that sort of stuff. Happy Home Designer is like the game without all of that stuff, but you can redecorate homes to your heart's content. So it's like there's that that subset of the Animal Crossing audience that just wanted to upgrade the home. Well, to be fair, uh, you, everyone upgraded the home because that's all you had to spend money on. But it's for the people that just want that part of the game. Wait, so did it's they, homes. You just decorate all the homes. Did they get rid of the money part of it? Do you just have unlimited funds to build whatever you want? I've only played a bit of it, so I, I've started. I've redesigned a couple of houses. All my clients of were course. all my clients were so very happy. Other people, clients. so they're it's for other people. people. Yes. Oh. So uh, you are a new home designer, like an interior decorator, and uh, the client will say, "I want my home to be lovely," or "I really like books and I'd like to be surrounded by them." And then you decorate the the house, which is typically like so far, at least. I imagine that I'm going to get to the point where I get a whole manor to work with, but at the moment. I'm working with individual, like, one-room apartments, oh, like, studios. The rooms. Okay. And, uh, studios. Oh, and nice. then build, like, decorating everything to what you think the client would like while also going, yes, I approve of this. And then you go, you happy? You're not happy. And then they're going to report to your boss. What a real it's, estate okay, market. Excuse me. It's crazy. Exactly got, style savvy, but with homes. You've got studio apartment people that can afford interior designers? I, I spot a flaw. Uh, in it's Los Angeles, okay. okay. <laughs> Everyone has studios. I mean, and, and also, these one-room studio apartments are standalone houses. Yeah. So, it's a freestanding one-room. It's a really, it's really, Ryan, it's a really open floor plan, okay? It's a really open <laughs> yeah, floor plan. Yeah, it sounds like you're working in the trailer park really of enjoyed, Animal Crossing how Town. How dare you? I really enjoyed Style Savvy, by the way. That's what that made me think of. Yeah. It's like, I'm looking for a hip outfit. And then you'd make, like, the hip outfit. And you'd be like, awesome. That yep. So it's I I don't know how much I'm really gonna get out of the game because the decorating of the houses in Animal Crossing was one of the things I spent the least amount of time oh, doing. I used my house like a storage thing, like oh those little quapple things that go like tick and make little noises. I was seeing them like little living rain sticks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just would like pile them up against the walls, and that's about it. Okay, so you don't even run even that into the decorating part of it. No, mm-hmm. but I will say this: so far, my clients have been very happy. Oh, that's and good. And I've had a very good time not having to save up and pay Tom Nook off. You basically just joined Tom Nook's Tom Nook's mafia. By the way, you're working for him. Now. Yeah, there's a great um, Star Bomb song about Tom Nook and Tom, how so, mafia he and is. His mafia. Yeah, because well, you 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 take you, out a loan right. from him when you join Ooh. the Animal Crossing world. Like you you you, you owe him get bells. the house. 
but you. This is getting oh, deeper. He's, it's like, to get it's like he's, he's like your banker. So oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's your friendly neighborhood he's, banker. He's, you he's know? He deals in small clients, no but large deal. sums with no questions asked. Yeah, yeah. He, he's your banker and your construction guy. So, like, he'll, he'll build <laughs> of course you he is. an expansion or extension or additional room, whatever. And Don't then you, you worry have to about pay it. Him back. I got a guy. He's a good fella. Don't worry about it. You are, he's a real good fella. Animal Crossing is the story of being eternally in debt to a raccoon. It's actually about capitalism. This is what what a weird deep hole that that is dug. It's about capitalism, mafia construction, and the collection and, of exotic fruit yes. and rain sticks that are the, the semi-animate. Fruit, no, the fruit represents the American dream, which nobody can ever fully grasp, even though they try really, really hard. And you can only get three per tree. Yeah. So is it a game? Because you only get so many choices per, you know, so many chances in your life to achieve the American dream. Really, is is that legitimately what the yeah. game is? No, that's what they made it for. That was like, there was like a whole expose about that's what it was about. All right, cool. <laughs> Ryan, are Sounds... you really buying it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I would like to Damn think there's at least 5% of you that was like, oh, fuck, good on you, Animal Crossing. I liked it. I was, I was, no, I I gotta... was just waiting for this like this. You had me. I was completely on board because I know nothing about the game. Yeah. I'm like, all right, sure, that's all right. That should be a new patch segment. Make Ryan believe shit about games he doesn't know anything I about. I just like the idea that we can pull the wool over someone's eyes on a topic that they actually don't know anything about. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, yeah. guys. We're so good. Got him. It's fun to fool the completely ignorant. Bring in, bring in your toddler. We'll get him next. <laughs> hey, I am bringing my toddler in. You'd be I nice. I am going to take care of him. <laughs> yeah, you have to bring him in. Well, her, actually. Olivia. Olivia's coming yeah, in. Yeah, Olivia will be in. You're not going to bring both of them in? No, Eli will be at school. <sighs> Eli's too old for he has He's doing his own thing. Well, yeah. maybe we can get him sick and then he can come in too. No! <laughs> oh, he is sick. He is sick. Right now. There we go. He shouldn't be. What are you doing anyway? to me? Stop casting evil upon my family. I know too much about your family. You I keep asking, answering all the family questions <laughs> before you do. No, he is bringing them in. Oh, Liv's Liv schedule says she's going to be in today. Also, it says I forgot to get the eyeliner off my hand. Whips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my hand is always like half covered in makeup. Whips. No, oh, well, I'm good. good. I've got a birthmark, though. Okay, well, that was Ryan. Congratulations. Ryan well, shared time. You know I've got a birthmark too, but it's like, oh, it's different. It's white. I have one on my See? arm. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you two are cool. Left people. It's, it's like one of, like an activation button for some kind of superpower. Like, bing, and then I, I turn I into a Power Ranger. on my hip, but Okay, so far, it looks like a turkey or Alaska if you want to get that close to You know, it. you just had like one black hair near it, and I was wondering if it was coming out of it. But no. It's not. No, it's Ryan, what kind of, like, you're a I got hairs everywhere. Yeah. Look at all these. I uh, I have I, some here too. Oh, yeah, just a, like a nice curl though. Really okay. nice yeah. curl. Like one like curly cue oh, on yeah. the chest. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple that do that. <laughs> curly you know, cue. They kind of they they get all uh, permed under the shirt there, and then by it's like pff. you got to fluff them out. Permed, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, you got to kind of comb them. And yeah, <laughs> anyway, I'm, 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 I mostly like the idea of him just like using like little rollers. And like, <laughs> like, yeah, get curly. Give give his chest hair a jerry curl. That would be pretty funny. This is what happens when there's no gaming news. We I talk know. about chest hair. I know. Nice. Well, yeah, but it's your chest hair, so people will care. Hey, you know what so else? What's the, oh, oh, you know what else is delayed? What's, what's up? What? That's oh what I was going to ask so, for the full rundown of, of the delayed titles. Hitman and Need for Speed. This is the weirdest thing. Hitman and Need for Speed. Star Fox. Yeah, uh, which we talked about. But, um, XCOM 2. Hitman is weird because I want to talk about, we should talk about the really it's scheduled the weirdest thing, right? I mean, yeah. Like here, I was really hoping when I heard that it got delayed, I was like, oh, great. That means that they decided not to do their funky release plan. Yes. And they're going to finish the game before they release it. Nope. <laughs> they delayed it. It's still not going to be finished. All right, and so explain said, it. How does it. How's the release going to work? Go ahead. So... It's coming out, it'll release, and then it'll be part of the game. And then it'll release 
some more of the game. And then they'll release some more of the game. But don't go thinking that that's episodic. No, because it it's not. Be, it's just not finished. Yeah, it won't be in, in specific time, like, increments. And you don't have to buy any of the additional stuff. It's just more as they finish it, which sounds more like early access. But then they also said it's not early access. They insist it's not because early access implies, like, testing an unfinished product. But they say that, no, each part will be very polished when it comes out. So it's totally not early access. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will say that that doesn't sound like early access. It does sound... I mean, early access, as they said, it does sort of imply that it is an unfinished, in development, more malleable type of software. So if they're not planning on readdressing anything in the released parts, right? then it definitely sounds their, – their footing for not episodic sounds a little shaky. Very shaky. Uh, other than they're just saying, you'll get it whenever you get it. That sounds worse than you'll episodic. Get it. It's very telltale with like the you'll get it whenever yeah. you get it. But you don't have to buy it. It comes with your purchase. But – the game itself, you get the game on, on day one. It is only what they're calling, quote, unquote, a good chunk of the game. So you can't even finish, like, the story, assumedly. They haven't refuted that at all. So I would assume because they haven't come out and said, no, you'll be able to, to play a complete story and this will be added stuff, you will not be able to complete the story day one. Well, would that be better or worse, do you think? Because if it, let's say you could do beginning to end and it was just a lot of the f- side stuff, like maybe it's got optional things or, or side stories that are not required. Well, see, then I would almost think of it more along the lines of free DLC or yeah. expansion yeah. or something like that to, to build on and keep you playing in the world. If you can't even finish the story, well, that's... Straight up episodic, it's right? Very, it's very strange. And also, they said in their announcement that it was delayed. They were like, yeah, the game's delayed. It's a really hard decision. But we're actually going to give you more of the good chunk now. So it's actually a positive that it's delayed. I mean, the only reason... The whole fucking yeah, game, man. The only like, reason to do that it would be to get it out early. Right. Yep. But they're not. Nope. So wh- what are they doing with the delay? Is it polishing? Well, they said it's because it's, they've made this game too big. The massive scale of the game is too much to handle. And to show off the massive scale of the game, they showed uh, the biggest level from Hitman Absolution in comparison to one of the areas, Paris, in uh, this new Hitman. And it's six times larger than the largest level of any of their previous games. And But a lot of people actually in the comments are bringing up good points. It has 300... Uh, contract kills or potential contract kills where there were 50 in the hitman absolution level um but some people 300? were yeah 300 possible targets. oh you can kill a lot of people wow. and there's 1300 more npcs in this new level than there were in the largest level of hitman absolution which a lot of people were bringing up that's not what you want from a hitman game right. like you want mm-hmm. to be able to kind of give you this like shove in a general direction so you can like focus in you don't have to be wading through millions of people to figure out what you're supposed to be doing right the the fun of Hitman is trying to traverse a level and do it the way you want to do it. Use the, the multiple paths available and get to your target. Right? Not the, the idea, a million paths. <laughs> right. The pull for Hitman isn't necessarily that it's open world-ish. Yeah, I, I can see that be a direction for that game, though. I mean, that was... It is an evolution, for sure. It is. I mean, sort of the promise of Hitman was uh, the idea that you could accomplish the goal in... Uh, frequently, it's like whatever way you can think of... There, there are tools around that will allow you to do that. Granted, uh, the last time I played Hitman was a couple titles ago. So uh, I know that you know frequently there'd be a multi-options for how you killed someone. So I can, I mean, if you pitch it to me as like open world, assassination, lots of options, lots of different things you could do, 
That doesn't sound bad. Sounds like Assassin's Creed. It does sound a lot like Assassin's Creed, but you know, the, and Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Assassin's Creed has never really been that nuanced, though. It's like, all right, you found the guy, now stab him. Well, Hitman, to be fair, and, and I will say, much to the chagrin of Gavin, who is a huge Hitman fan, the last Hitman I played was Hitman Two, which he thinks is the worst of all of them, and I thought it was a great game. Um, but there were times where you get there's one where you're like in Russia and you get to a room and it's like, all right, it's one of these dudes, and that's the only choice you have is like, am I going to shoot the right person? Not how am I going to accomplish this goal you're going to shoot him from across the way and then you're going to walk really slowly to your next thing <laughs> that's it that's all you're going to do also i reached out to gavin because he was on a business trip uh this is how couples communicate in the new age and i said i have some bad news i will uh, i'll throw this this text message to you guys um i took a screenshot hitman delayed no march of 2016 no so that is a from a direct hitman fan you know if he if he was really up with the internet and all those sorts of things wouldn't he just send you the 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 star yeah yeah, definitely a Darth vader (laughs) gif at least sending this to you muriel in case you'd like to Put it in the link dump. I meant to put it in my story yesterday, and I totally forgot. And then he was upset I didn't put his quote in my story. <laughs> <laughs> Said Gavin Free of Achievement Hunter. No. no. Wait, let me see. Oh. There's a double line of the O's, O's in the second there one. There yeah. are a lot of O's. Yeah. It wraps around to a second line. It does. Maybe it's if you turned it, I don't know, you think landscape versus landscape, portrait would have made a difference? Maybe, Maybe even a single line? Hmm. Mm. But in the end, that all adds up to what's coming out this holiday? Let's find out. Fallout. Uh, oh, Fallout 4. Oh, yeah. The thing that's still coming out. We have the counter. Go, go, Fallout go, counter. Go. Activate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 48 days. Remember when we were over 100? Yeah. Time moves it's really so quickly. just rolling on. And 31, mm-hmm. 30, 29 seconds. Just start counting down. Right <laughs> all right. So we've also, uh, we'll also have Halo. We will have, oh, goodness. Where is video game release schedule? Here we go. I'm still really upset about XCOM getting pushed. XCOM 2. I started mm. playing through... I went back That's in... February now, right? Yeah. I started playing the original. Actually, I didn't play the original. I played the uh, Enemy Within, the the most recent kind of expansion that sort of readdressed the entire uh, original campaign, adding in a bunch of different options like uh, cybernetics and uh, a different kind of uh, like implants and things like that you can modify your soldiers with. I got almost mm. all the way up to the end. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh and uh, now I've kind of lost interest in it again because I was kind of gearing up to play the sequel. Oh, and now I it's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just wait a little while. We'll start do play Fallout 3 because that'll, that'll keep you busy enough. That would die. Man, I don't know where I'd have time to play Fallout 3 right would now. You do, would you recommend 3, then New Vegas, then 4 just to like you could, really, really, really get in the world? There's a lot of people that are, are really pro New Vegas, but I think you could probably just skip it. I mean, there's a lot of DLC for Fallout 3 that probably is more enjoyable than the new vegas one of the the things i hear about fallout 3 is that it hands down is probably the strongest dlc lineup of any game absolutely like just every every single and the you know a lot of this expansions dlc call it what you like but they are of a size and a quality that is unrivaled by any other game including by the way skyrim wasn't a huge Mm. fan of that dlc yeah no they went out of their way to make not just uh, DLC that added content in terms of physical object or you know digital objects, but 
really adding storylines and quest lines and and things that really modified. <laughs> Makes it still try there? to get Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I have one more line. I was like, man, I wonder if they're going to call me out before get I get to get this it, last get line. It. I got it. Uh, there's things that ma- I mean, like the mothership Zeta, which added a bunch mm-hmm. of new weapons, and then the whole alien ideas and then the new areas like the pit and uh operation anchorage i mean just new places to go new storylines more of what you wanted so i it's one of the best supported dlc games i can think of yeah but in contrast a lot of people uh also think that as a standalone game new vegas is better which i'm not sure the plot was all right it didn't really blow me away um it felt, in a lot of ways, almost like the last big DLC for Fallout 3. Because it was essentially the same engine. Uh, it was just a, a whole new area, which was a big, giant area. But it didn't necessarily feel as developed to me as Fallout 3's world did. Uh, maybe it's just because, at that point, I'd played all the way through Fallout 3. Played through a lot of the DLCs. And then, by the time I got to Fallout uh, New Vegas, I was just kind of done with walking around the waste randomly finding new stories so you you feel like did you take a did you not take a long break between them i don't think i took a long enough break i think i went from one to the other so quickly that i lost some of the interest in just the random and that's really the one of the best things about those games is just the random stuff you find that is the world building that they have in them that you just have to locate you stumble on and then that's part of your story and I didn't do enough of that in, in New Vegas, and I think maybe that's on me. So maybe I should go revisit it. It's not them; it's me. I don't. It's not you, Fallout New Vegas. It's me, but maybe it's you. I don't know. Do you feel like the developer had a, like the different developer had a really big impact on how the game felt for you? I, it had very similar aesthetic. I mean, obviously, in the same engine, and the uh, interactions with characters felt about the same. So no, I'd, I'd say it wasn't dramatically different unless maybe the lack of that extra stuff uh maybe it really isn't there and i just didn't miss it and i just didn't encounter it so uh, i thought it was fine i mean it was a good game it just i was so fallout weary of the same style of mechanics and everything it didn't change maybe enough to make it a unique title that i really wanted to live in as long as i was in fallout 3 one of the things i like about what fallout uh 4 is doing with their season pass is and it's weird too because I've we've I've got after games for this exact thing before where they go we're gonna have a season pass we don't know what it is yet ah Bioshock <laughs> Infinite did that yes and it's like well then don't well, yeah. what are you doing uh, because it's and what it comes down to is great I will not buy it until I have some idea what it is which is fine because I don't I don't have to but they go we're gonna have a season pass don't know what's in it trust us you'll love it yeah right. and on Bioshock Infinite kind of a bad idea oh, like that's yeah. not true no, no no the the last one like the the the, the two-part story like story Barely was see. great yeah. yeah but the first one that was just like the combat arena yeah it was like battle in the clouds or clash in the clouds yeah, or something that one was I still don't i, it I thought like it busy work i didn't feel bad <laughs> about it at all i enjoyed the fact that they didn't begin development on it until bioshock Infinite was released because then it didn't feel like i was paying for something that was that I should have been given up front. Right. I, I do. They didn't hit man you. Yeah, they didn't hit man me. <laughs> Ken Levine would never hit man me. I like that. I like that it was, that it came after they focused on the game and completed it. It just, just seems like that that particular DLC made me think that I was like, oh, great. They don't know. Like, they committed to doing three. They don't know what to do. Hmm. Uh, but I like that with this fallout when they go, we don't know what it's going to be yet because we're going to finish the game and then we'll make some new stuff. It's that same sort of thing, like, better make it good, 
But on the bright side, they have a track record of making amazing Fallout DLC. So I'm kind of on board with it. I'm much more on board than I would be otherwise. Still not going to buy it until I have an idea what it actually is. But it's there. Uh, I mean, the, the same it's thing could have been existing. said for, yeah, for, I mean, Bio Bioshock Infinite. You would have thought that the company that made Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite and we'll not mention the one in between. Yeah. Uh, I got in trouble for that too. Although I heard the Minerva's Den. <laughs> Minerva's Den like is Minerva's apparently Den. like the saving grace of I have not too. ever played it. I need really? to. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but uh, before we go Wait, on with that. you played any of the Bioshocks? No, I played uh, oh, one. Oh, and, you just meant Minerva's Den. Okay. Yeah. Well, I played Bioshock 1. I skipped over two because I heard unanimously that it was not good. Mm. And I had no, honestly, they lost me with the idea of being a big daddy. I yeah. had no interest I in I was like walking that. around yeah, on the scene and I'm like, and then... That's from the premise. I was just, eh, that, that didn't do We it. have more to talk about with 2K yeah. when you're done with your Hold on just a second. All right. We want to thank our sponsor, lynda.com uh, slash The Patch, the online learning platform with over 3,800 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash The Patch. Lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, learn negotiation tactics, uh, build a website, boost your Photoshop skills. Uh, go to lynda.com slash the patch and feed your curious mind. Uh, some of the courses we, re- we recommend are Photoshop, Premiere. Uh, they have uh, a bunch of, of great things for uh, 3D uh, application developers and as well as just regular app developers. Uh, with a lynda.com membership, you can stream thousands of video courses on demand and learn on your own schedule. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat fee. Whether you're looking to become an expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you want to learn something new, go to lynda.com slash thepatch now and sign up for your free 10-day trial. That's lynda.com slash thepatch. Be sure to use that URL so they know that we sent you. All right, what do you got for me on 2K? So, speaking of 2K and Bioshock in particular, we had two retailer leaks this week. The first was from a South African retailer, Raru, 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 R A R U. That sounds like something Scooby, Scooby would, would say. R A R U. You can say that how you will. That's um, probably some deep cultural thing, I'm and I just sure, insulted yeah, an entire no, country. No I'm sorry idea. to any Raruns out there. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they uh, they released uh, they leaked a Bioshock collection coming out for current gen consoles. Doesn't say what's in it. Two K has not commented. I still believe it's real. Meg and I disagree on whether this collection is a good thing. Discuss. I don't like it. I was hoping that, like, now that we're getting backwards compatibility with the Xbox One and PS, you know, PlayStation is going really hard with PlayStation now for their backwards compatibility, that we would finally stop getting HD remasters and re-releases of games that we've already played and get, you know, more new stuff. I was hoping that that's what that meant, but... Now we're just trucking along with, here's all your old games again. Well, I mean, a lot of this stuff had to have been in development already long before. Well, they may have gotten the notice that that sort of thing was over the horizon, but um, or on the horizon? Over the horizon. Over the horizon. It's even further. From now, yes. yeah. uh, at least a day away. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is just the tail end of the people that were already working on that sort of thing. That being said, I, it's, I, I have the same curiosity, but at the same time, some of those games really look dated. Like, if you tried to play them. I agree with this point. I also say, uh, wait a second. I lost my train of thought. 
funny. I was literally just like, I'm ready to say the thing I, got I have it. to I got say. It. I got it. I lost it. What's my name again? Um, <laughs> I hit my head sometimes. <laughs> Stop ago. using that as an excuse. <laughs> After I get my CT scan next week, I'll say it again. Damn it. Um, okay. Anyway, Bioshock. Yes. Um, so obviously we want updated graphics, but the point I was going to make was 2K, now that Irrational is gone, RIP, the nicest thing 2K could do to Bioshock fans is just release a remastered collection and leave it the fuck alone. Like, just walk <laughs> away, hands up from Bioshock. If Ken Levine doesn't have anything to do with it, I don't want that Bioshock. We will get more Bioshocks. I know, but I'm saying this is nicer to me than a new Bioshock. I would much rather have a remastered. I already own all the games. I will still buy a remastered collection. Over a new Bioshock. I probably will, too. I won't be happy about it, but I'll do it. Yeah, there you go. So you're saying they really, there's nothing they could do to bring you to a new Bioshock title now, I will, with Ken Levine not involved? I will play it, okay. but let's be real. Like, I, I, and, uh, I won't like it, but I'll do it. But <laughs> Bioshock, <laughs> I like the idea that we're like, we're playing and buying these games under protest. We're like, I'm going to do it, but I don't have to be happy about it. It has Bioshock in the title. I have to play it, okay? <laughs> we all know that. I I just Bioshock Infinite wrapped up the story for me so well. It for a lot of people and I understand their point which is that it opened the universe for a myriad of other things trying to stay as spoiler free as possible, but I think it was in its own openness, its own end. And I think that that is a perfect trilogy of games BioShock 2 included um, for its own reasons. I think it did as well as it could do. It went out on a bang and there and we leave that alone now. We don't Keep making them after we say no more. Do you really feel like there was a strong link between Infinite and back to the original Bioshock? Absolutely. Did you finish Infinite? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's an incredibly strong link in the first and second games. There, in the first and third there games. There is in, I mean, in the one regard, but... Especially in a very big regard. Especially once you play was a burial, burial at sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that ties in it as well. Um, yeah, it's really hard yeah. not to say things that are spoilery, but... Interesting. I don't... I don't necessarily feel like well, maybe I need to go back and play one again, but uh, that that those were necess- in any way a contiguous story. I mean, it's just well, related stories. They're from all a tied different- together. Yeah, I didn't think loosely in the the larger universal. Con- if you haven't played yeah. Bioshock Infinite, cover yours for the next thirty seconds. There's always a man. There's always a lighthouse. We played that the first time. Yes. Now we're playing it again the third time. Yes. I think those are inextricably linked. Was there a man the in a lighthouse in the second one? Huh? Was there a man in a lighthouse in the second one? I we're don't remember. We're redoing Bioshock. Or we're doing Rapture still in Bioshock mm-hmm. 2. It's still in the same so it's still world. In the yeah, same, okay. okay. We didn't get like a new universe. So a lot of people think that you should get, great, we're going to do all these mm-hmm. other crazy universes. And I'm like, let it go. Let's well, I mean, then, come on. That's like they did that, uh, the, let's see, what was the name of that show? With uh, Well, I mean, there's Stargate. Like, what if they win Stargate the show? They just went to one world and they're like, well, that was it. We saw it. <laughs> or that uh, Jumper, Leaper. No, no, no. Not the one with the. Uh, Hayden Christensen? Yeah, no. It's the one. With, uh, no. Oh, oh it was a show. Leap? No, not Aww. Quantum Leap was a good one, but that was, that was actually still one universe. It was the one where they kept falling through wormholes that the guy built. It's an old show. No one will remember. Donnie it's Darko. No, it's, an, it's it was a TV show, not a movie. Uh, and it had that guy. Man, I'm trying. I'm pulling it, Ashley. Okay, All right. I, it I'm had a guy it. that uh-huh. went on to be one of those long. And John Reese Davies was the professor. You have to finish the fucking sentences before you. Yes, yeah, John Reese Davies was the professor that helped. Uh, his name was Quinn in the show, but I don't know what it is. Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. No. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that could have been one of the, the leaps they took. I don't know. Yeah. It was like wormhole. It was something. Okay. So, and he developed a little device that let him okay. jump into alternate universes. Uh-huh. And they all, they're trying to get back home because the device broke. You know? Oh, Land of the Lost. No. <laughs> Shit. All I remember is Crodman Dune and the Flaming Sword of Fire. Absolutely not. Not even a little. <laughs> she's on his IMDb. So at least she's now. It's a TV show. A Revelations? Ah, uh, how it's old is it? old. How old it's is it? old. I mean, it's from like when I was a kid. Scroll past the scroll to like oh, the nineteen so sixties. Okay, hold on. Let me get down a couple of decades. <laughs> sliders. 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 It was sliders. Nailed right. it. Because they slid from universe to universe. Right. Never gotcha. heard of it. I don't remember where we started this. Bioshock. Bioshock. <laughs> right. It's like they just went to one, and then they're like, ah, that's it. But they didn't go to one. They went to two. Oh. And we actually, technically, in the game, we go to three. Okay. We do. Right. Yeah, you do. Tell I could see, let's see, where would I set another Bioshock inside a volcano? A volcano city could be full. Oh, so we've had like water and air, and now we need fire, Ooh, right? That's and then we need, and then we need, um, how do you make Earth Yeah, let's do like a cave. Like, I think it's almost like a Fallout style game. Like, we're mm. in a bunker. Boom. You guys are selling bunker. this to me right now. Now yeah. <laughs> you want to play this game now, right? See, right? Here's I where like Bunker Bioshock. <laughs> yeah. I would. Why not? Here's where I think that it's possible to have more Bioshock games because. I agree that I did not like the story into that was where I I just went you you did one philosophy and now you said let's do the exact opposite and explore that a little bit and I just went Bleh. <laughs> but the gameplay was polished it was very much improved over the original Bioshock so I do believe that 2K can take the basic gameplay and work and improve on that they just need to get be very very careful with the story and the setting and do cool stuff with that that's not like everyone like rapture let's do a rapture (laughs) (laughs) my feelings about it though are that the gameplay might be polished but for for me and i feel like for some bioshock fans at least the story is the most important part of that world like that the atmosphere and the world building are the most important things like bioshock infinite had great gameplay but i don't think about the gameplay at all when i think about bioshock infinite in fact when i was doing this bioshock collection story i was like oh there's a lot of battles in this game like i don't think of those i think of all the story elements over all of the gameplay elements so those are the most important and i think without ken you don't have those i think even less about i mean like the story is cool but by the time i get to the end and go i don't even know what's happening right now and like i have to go (laughs) read a guide to figure out what the fuck just happened cliff notes for me a lot of it ends up being about the environment and exploring the super super cool environment because they're always really great rapture was amazing columbia was amazing it was columbia right yeah yes just trying to make sure that I wasn't like completely no yeah brain farting, like those are really great environments to explore and do really cool stuff in. So if we can do that, that would be great. Also, not opposed to Bioshock on the moon. <laughs> Ooh, I was well, just thinking enough. a space Bioshock. A moon city. Cool if it were like we made ourselves like a moon, a lunar city, some like in in the fifties or something like. Oh. 50s lunar city but we're coming up with so we need where's 2k now we need we more bioshocks we bioshocks. now more bioshocks three more bioshocks but i'm a little worried about if if 2k is already developing a new bioshock which we don't know if they are or not i reason would say of course they are a lot of irrational when they split or when they were forcibly folded um they all went and off, did like off their... sounds like mean origami. I know. Well, it was Ken Levine with like a, a swan and then he just like <laughs> smashed it into the ground and went off and did his own thing. Um, but anyway, a lot of those people, um, there, there's a group now that's doing The Flame and the Flood, which is an independent game that is out and then, um, or is in beta-ish out. 
And then there's another group that tried to do the Black Glove, which failed on Kickstarter. They asked for a lot of money and did not get near enough. But it had a really cool environment. But I'm like, why aren't those people working at 2K? Maybe they're back there now because their game didn't kickstart. But the flame (laughs) and the flood people, the molasses flood people, I think that's the name of the company. They're they're not back in 2K. They're still kicking. Uh, You know, this whole conversation really raises an interesting point. And that's uh, I recently played Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, which is a very environment story driven game where there is no action. Mm. Um, and I really like on paper, it sounds like the things like Bioshock infinite could hold up to that. No, you need some. Yeah, you kind of do. You got to have something happening. You have to have some game to play. I think that it helps the story. And there's so many times in Elizabeth's transformation through Bioshock infinite in which the, the combat serves that transformation. I mean, when you're looking for the Vox Populi and then you find them and then what happens happens. I mean, that's like you fought all the way to get there and then it all goes down. It's it's part of the stakes. <laughs> right. Of the, which, yeah, and something like Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, which we've played, a, uh, I think we did an hour and a half of. <laughs> that sounds like uh, a lot for a game that has no action. <laughs> man, it's it's a uh, – like I want to like that kind of thing. Like it's got the, the atmosphere. It's got kind of a weird like spooky vibe, but there's just – it's it is just walking around. It's kind of like being at a museum playing that game. You just mm. walk from plaque to plaque, learning about oh the people that lived in this house, and it's like oh something spooky happened there, but nothing actually spooky happens. Well, that's how I feel about like Gone Home too. Like yeah. oh it was an experience, but I do not want to have it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's okay. It, yeah, I got to to watch that. Well, I didn't even get to watch it go down. I right. got to read you got about read about it when happened. it went down. You got to read about someone else having experience. Yeah, right. Which. Uh, until Dawn gets around by actually having a lot of intense moments and you have to do, you know, button, uh, like quick time events and things yeah. like that. So that gets away with it. there's action, I think, in that game, too. There is. There yeah. absolutely is. Yeah. And you're you're actually controlling walking around and things yeah. like that, which you, you do that and everyone's gone with the rapture. But it's just. By the way, Twitter got? is furious with how long it took <laughs> us to get sliders. Sliders. <laughs> the entire feed is just, God damn it, sliders. I've been trying to bring up Twitter and it's just not working on this iPad right now. I dodged it. They didn't tweet me. <laughs> oh, I'm just checking the, the patch. Oh, wait. Somebody said, I wonder Hashtag how many people just patch. said sliders allowed at home. There yep. is LMA sliders. Out. And that guy, uh, what's his name? You you know him from things. Hair dude. Yes. What? And, yeah. what kind of... This looks like Wishbone. This is Wishbone-esque <laughs> graphics. God, what's that guy's name? He's wow. his brother of now, now Twitter um, needs to tell me the guy's name. What? what? O'Donnell. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. There we go. Not Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Different guy. Also known for his work in Stand By Me, Jerry Maguire. Yes. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. <laughs> Jake and the Neverland. I missed that one. I don't and remember that title. And he's the voice title. of Shazam in Infinite Crisis. So there you go. Shazam. Oh, but yes. that reminds me. It's because we're talking about voices. Um, did you hear the video game voice actors maybe going on strike? Indeedy. So for what? Is so- this started by that guy, that GTA 4? No, no I don't not, think so. It's it's SAG AFTRA. So SAG AFTRA, right? So yeah, the, the screen actors stop. It's, stop SAG. No more. You don't need to add anything else to SAG. Oh, well, SAG was already bad enough. There's, now there's now different entities though. There's SAG and SAG AFTRA. It's right. a bad acronym. You make a new, we'll make one that is, doesn't sound like a bad pants style. All right. Yeah. So um, speaking of pants, it's a screen actor. Hey, got nice pants. No room to talk. Are they good? Are they good? Are you wearing? He's wearing his good ones, but he's still on pro- pants probation. You I have am. like one pair of pants. Like one uh, no, pair of I wouldn't bought more. <gasps> nice shirt. Really? Yeah. No, they're all loosely the same color, so, so you can't really tell. You. Thank you. Mm. But so it's um, 
It's the Screen Actors Guild, which I guess, which merged with the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. That's the after part. And uh, they, like, they have new demands that they want for doing voice work in games, which is, uh, I guess the the proposal specifically says that they want uh, bonuses for blockbuster games. So uh, residual bonuses for different sales milestones, like 2 million, 4 million, 6 million, and then peaking at 8 million. Seems reasonable enough, I guess. It's you know, it's based on the performance of the game, but also because it's that two million is the is the bottom there. It protects indies to some degree okay. from having to like pay out what they might not be able to afford, and focuses more on the blockbusters. Uh, and but they also they have some really weird demands. They um they uh, they want stunt pay for anything like I assuming if they have to like scream or something. I don't know, like anything that might endanger voice their voice. I guess voice stunts. Uh, here's what gets me though is they also want to forbid developers from being able to use their own employees in voice work unless they join SAG-AFTRA. Like, for example, Claptrap. Very Ooh. well, very, very well known is the most iconic character in Borderlands played by an employee of Gearbox. I would say that sounds kind of ridiculous off the top, but um, my roommate in L.A. is a video game voice actor, and she works for – she directed uh, the voices for Resident Evil – for a couple Resident Evil titles, and Capcom routinely – picks up girls who are just secretaries and then throws them in for voice work. And then those girls sit in the booth for hours upon hours upon hours because they cannot act, but they just have like a cute voice. And then the director, it's like upon the director to try and they literally, she said they'll literally take takes where it's like one word, one word, one word, one word, one word. And then that makes like the full take because it took so long to get it out of them. So like, I understand that that puts more strain on, but isn't that just a poor decision on the part of the developers then? I mean, it should be like yeah go ahead do that you're screwing yourself but you can do that yeah but they i mean they don't have to pay that person any sort of like acting scale whatsoever they're just paying them there which is they apparently can't act yeah for big houses yes that's an awful thing to do but if you're talking about a smaller developer where i mean one team is doing everything how much more does it cost them as an employee to then join SAG AFTRA? Well, you get to do SAG AFTRA. Um, you get to do three SAG gigs, as my LA You get to do three SAG gigs before you're forced to sign to sign to SAG or not be in SAG forever. You have mm-hmm. to make the choice or be banned forever. So I would assume that they would get their three freebies and then, under those laws, have to join SAG. Or I feel be banned that's, that's that and not would be, be really work. bad for the indie crowd. Could be. Well, but then, you know, maybe able to have non-guild productions. Like, there are non-guild yeah, there are productions for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, just that if – but it means that if anyone – if you get anyone who's in SAG-AFTRA, like, for example, I'm going to just make this the broad assumption that people like Nolan North and Troy Baker, part of SAG-AFTRA. <laughs> and that means if you get one of them, then everyone has to be – in the guild. By the well, way, if wait, those like, two wait, guys, isn't it, isn't it like guild be, or not? No, to be fair, it's guild or not. And if you are a SAG actor and you work on a non-SAG production, you are violating your contract with SAG. Mm-hmm. Like you are not supposed to be doing. There are so many actors I know in LA who do like one-off YouTube vids or whatever, and they're like, "Please, nobody tell SAG." Like that was like a running <laughs> joke at Sorcerer where I was like, "Don't tell SAG." So it was like a non-SAG production. It's like you, you're not supposed to do that. So a Nolan North should not join a game that is not a SAG sh- sanctioned project, SAG right? Which means that then. You know, from that point, if you want to get any of the prominent voice actors in video games, that you then have to pay for guild actors for the entire cast. 
is crazy. Which is again, it's, it's I mean, it's a, it's a pretty again how it already implications. should be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, on the one hand, yes, I can see how a lot of and there's a whole sector of this that you know bears speaking of where more and more actual performance captures going on where their likeness and their performance their physical performance are being incorporated into the game as well even if it's via mocap so there's, there's a whole zone there where i can see an argument for being more like a movie actor and should be treated as such at the same time uh games are making a lot of money not most of them are not making multi blockbuster movie level money and if they do sometimes they've paid out a lot to get to that i would say though that it is shocking having personal experience with how much people get paid for the games like i'm working on insert blockbuster title i got 200 bucks for my performance like yeah. it is very people voice actors make pennies compared to on-screen actors that's not different from doing other things though like for I voice mean, work in general yeah i mean voice yeah. work is just not but that I'm saying high like they, paying uh, yeah but if nowadays you look <laughs> at like the last of us where it was all their mocap like their mm-hmm. likeness and their voice they should be they are actors just because the medium is a little bit different they are they should be paid the same i also believe are they still on interactive contracts do you know if that was i don't know okay because the interactive contracts... I, I read up on it a little bit but so much of it is is very linguistic mm. that yeah. I just, I was like, uh, brain shut down after a, a little while, but I tried to remember as much as I could. Yeah, the interactive contract, the last time I looked, because it's like what um, YouTube videos and stuff like that fall under as well, don't have any limits for like, uh, most SAG contracts are like, you can only work so many hours before getting a lunch, you have to work like a, a you have to have a break of a minimum number of hours, stuff like that. Like the interactive contracts have none of that. So potentially those vo- voice actors, if they're on interactive contracts, and if those haven't changed, could be not protected the way that they should be as well. Well, here's the weird thing, too, though, is like, let's say this strike happens and all the all the voice actors go on strike. We don't have access to Nolan North or Troy Baker or or any like any of those actors. And so they do just start getting employees, putting them in games and going, hmm, this is kind of easy. We just like they're available to us 100 percent of the time. So if we need a, like a pickup or anything like that, we'll just grab them. Fuck it. And the game like the game sales don't suffer. Mm-hmm. Could that backfire on SAG-AFTRA? I mean, any strike has that that risk. Um, there are companies, though, that like Riot, for instance, a ton of their champions are voiced by employees. I would say a majority of those champions are voiced by employees. So a lot of companies do it. But I mean, like we saw with Dinklebot, apparently yeah. performance really, 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 really matters. And there's a lot of games where we were just talking about like the story part mm-hmm. of it. Like you're not going to get that without a Troy Baker. You're not going to get a Bioshock Infinite without a Troy Baker. So yeah, you're going to need or it. Last of Us. Yeah, they're very character driven ones. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Let me read this. Um, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Casper. We're excited to welcome a new advertiser, uh, Casper. They've been with us a couple times before, but it is an on time, online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the consumer. Benefits of Casper. Two technologies, latex and memory foam. They can use be for other fun things too, but come together for better nights and brighter days. A Casper mattress provides long lasting comfort and support. You can buy it easily online and completely risk free. Try sleeping on a Casper mattress. Matt Casper understands the importance of truly trying out a mattress that in all reality, you spend a third of your life on Casper offers free delivery and painless returns within a 100 day period. So you don't have to lay down in the showroom. And did you know, statistically, yeah, you don't want to lay down in the showroom. You don't know who's been there before you. You don't know what employee's been there before you. You know what I mean? Wink, Probably wink. doing voices on that bed. Say no more. 
And did you know, statistically, lying on a bed in a showroom has no correlation to whether it is the right bed for you. Casper's mattresses are made in the USA. Get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king-sized mattress. Comparing this to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. You can save an additional $50 as one of our audience members by going to casper.com slash patch and entering the promo code patch. That's casper.com slash patch, no the, and promo code patch. So thank you to Casper. Um, one of the t- tweets that just came in um, was a question I was going to ask. So I'm glad this person answered it before I even asked. <laughs> the stunt pay is actually for when they have to do motion capture. Oh, okay. That makes that sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I also consider those people to be more than voice actors, by the way. As, well, yeah, most of their like main income, like a mm-hmm. Nolan North, Toy Baker. Um, Stephanie's even done motion capture for a lot of the stuff that she does. A lot of voice actors nowadays do both so that they can emote into the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out this tweet, which is uh, at Braden McDiarmy. I hope I fucked up your name because your tweet is shitty. Wow. <laughs> nobody, Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Nobody buys a video game for the voice actor, and they also do the least amount of work. Why do you think they should get more? When did you get a voice acting pay stub? Why do you have any <laughs> idea how much they make? It's a, it's a weird... It is a weird argument because there are people that are just that are not actors that could turn in a performance that's amazing and, and works perfectly for a character. Um, so there's something to be said for not having to use a big name for those things. Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of great characters in a lot of games. You probably have never couldn't name the actor or actress and have probably never heard of them since. Sure. But so then do a non-sag production and get those actors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It's, I just I, I'm still worried about the indie crowd because that's and that's and that almost sounds, well like indie movies shoot yeah. non sag like that's there's protections for that already you don't have to and, and not and indie productions aren't getting a Nolan North you know what I that's mean true. like you don't have well, to they use definitely SAG won't actors if they do this well t- potentially I don't know their particular contracts but they should probably already not be getting a Nolan North if their rules apply Come the way on, they do maybe to he actors. wants to go do that you're not supposed to do that's the whole point of being in a union is that you don't do non-union gigs look unions are good and unions are bad like there's up union and there's down union I'm, I'm not arguing things. for unions all right, all right. <laughs> well, tell me more about debate. how awesome the unions oh, are Meg all right? all right you know what <laughs> I didn't join SAG I'll just be over here <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I don't have a strong feeling either way. Like, I've worked for the uh, IATSE, which is the uh, theater union, uh, the behind backstage part of it, um, which, as an employee, was was good because they went – I did, like, one gig that was an overnight – it was a loadout for Blues Traveler. Oh, that's cool. You were yeah. a roadie. I was sort of a roadie. Oh. Well, and I did more of the stage. I didn't actually get to touch any of the musical equipment. But so <laughs> Did we you got anyway just walk up when no one's watching you go? God, no. That's Well, see, that's part of the thing. Because, uh, so we got the stage loaded in, and then the good thing for, as an employee was at the end of the night when we had to break it all down, it was like after midnight, and it was a weekend, so it was like double pay, triple pay, quadruple pay. It was like, great for that. Uh, but the downside was things like, Put that down immediately. You're on break. If you touch that again yeah. until your break is over, you're fired. Right. And never allowed to come back. You have back. to take your 30 full minutes for lunch. Yes. You have to like adhere to breaks, and you've worked for eight yeah. hours. You have to leave. They're, they are as aggressive, and uh, I'm not even sure the right word, but it's very uh, almost – it feels mean-spirited when you're in that situation where the letter of the law must be adhered to immaculately or you are terminated and will never be allowed to return. They're sticklers. I think that comes from, and again, I really don't have strong feelings. I do have strong feelings for voice actors for video games just because I know so many of them and I think that they work really hard and should be paid equally to other actors. But um, I think the the spirit that comes from is if we flex 
then we'll keep flexing and mm-hmm. then we'll lose all of the ground that we fought for to make sure we got these breaks or we got this yeah. lunch or whatever. But I do agree. I've definitely been on sets where it's like, we have to go to lunch right now uh, mm-hmm. and nobody can touch anything for the next 30 minutes. It's like, I just need my, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? And that sucks, but I don't know. It's somewhere in the middle lies a happiness, I think. Yeah, but that's, you know, what's the problem with humanity? We never really get to that middle part, do Let's we? Let's just talk about Let's humanity. Let's get deep, huh? <laughs> How are you? Yeah? Mm. How's humanity? Hey, man, yeah, that. Yeah. We don't even need language, you and I. Hey, how's humanity treating you today? <laughs> uh, so, voice actors, yeah, go, go, go get a job. Yeah, go get a job. Braden says get a job. <laughs> I do find it interesting, though, for voice actors, not... Obviously, not like the performance stuff is very, very different. But if you're just in the like in the booth doing vo- doing voice specifically, how quickly that can go. Like uh, I remember hearing that um, the voice of I think it's Princess Peach. Uh, she like she can n- knock out an entire you know Nintendo game in an afternoon. That's bad and so, for her. So in spite of being, you know, one of the most recognizable characters in all of video games, it's, it's like it's worth nothing. Because you get paid mm. by the hour. For right, yeah, yeah. It's usually an hourly payout. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can see where it's tough from that kind of standpoint. Well, so but she would benefit from this newly proposed thing mm-hmm. where, you know, they're going to sell millions upon millions upon millions of copies and then she's going to get paid more than her afternoon of work. Sure. Or she doesn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah or, or, or it doesn't happen. I don't yeah. know. It's it's one of those complicated issues that it's just really hard to wrap your your brain around because there there are pros and cons to both sides that are so profound that it's I mean I I being you know we do voice acting here and yeah I'm I'm more pro on the side of actors and pro and voice actors um, but there's a lot of people that work on various productions that are unrecognized um, or n- uncompensated, like writers. And I mean, you, you never and hear. We are talking video well, games. Well, you so never talking hear about, about writer striking. Is that what you're about to no, say? No, no. <laughs> the writers definitely did <laughs> they strike. Definitely fully strike. Uh, you don't hear about. I mean, writers for video games, though. I mean, they're they're definitely not getting their due. I would. I'm pretty sure. We hear about them when they leave. Yeah. Like, um, oh God, what is the, what is the Bioware. Lady? Thank you, lady from Bioware. I can't remember. Yeah. Nancy something. Not Nancy. I don't remember her name. I tried. I, 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 I think you're thinking of the Naughty Dog Lady. Yes, I am. Thinking yeah, who's now working uh, at Visceral on Star Wars. Amy Fennig? Amy. And there's That's a, close to Nancy. Sorry, <laughs> you were Amy. so close. Amy, so, Nancy. I mean, the voice actor's going to be like, check out this girl supporting us. She got the girl's name wrong. Don't, don't watch her. Turn it off. You could also argue that the person that is the animator on that is is equally as responsible if assuming it's not a performance captured uh but is equally as responsible for the physicality and the action delivery of the lines uh and will also not be seeing any benefit of that so right i mean developers just as a general rule mm-hmm. go through crunch yeah where they work so much and so hard so crazy but you know, they don't have a guild to make well, everyone stop. But then they had a court case, right, from EA when EA got in a huge amount of trouble for forcing their developers to work unfair hours. And now EA has a cereal bar and a ball pit. And like, <laughs> please don't sue us anymore. We love our employees Yeah, now. exactly. But those protections should be there for everyone. They should be. It's just, it's what, you know when you're going into certain realms of job, yeah. That the, that's your compensation is going to be thus. Yeah. And if you you do some things because you love it more so than because you 
think that you're going to be rich and famous. Well, sure, but I don't, and I, I don't, I can't speak for it because I'm honestly not part of it, and I haven't researched it that much. But I, I don't think this voice actor thing comes from like a we need to be rich and famous. It, it's more of like a we help make these games, and we should be compensated as thus. Yeah. So although it also depends, like I do feel bad for people in a guild occasionally when they go, wait, we have to do what? And they're like they're not in on the decision whatsoever. The guild tells them what they have to do, and then you're part of the guild. You you do it. It's like being in an HOA. It's like it, you no longer have a lot of freedoms that you would you ordinarily have. You have six brick types to choose from. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. About? It's like no, this is your this is your option, the one option. So pick it. Or leave. You remember that X Files episode where there was the HOA monster? Was is that when the sliders came in and then yeah. they? It was a real X Files episode. Was there an HOA? Yeah. X- wow. Whenever somebody there's a guy whose light bulb goes out and then a monster eats him. <laughs> because he was not guys. adhering to the Look HOA. Yes. Nice. He can't have the light bulb out. I'm so happy that show's coming back. I know. Uh, yeah. I missed it. I was busy watching Xena. Oh, Xena's also potentially coming back. I don't know really? how I feel about yeah. that either. I know. I'm gonna say no. I don't. I I loved oh. Xena and I thought it was amazing, and I don't want to see it come back. Ah, oh, Lucy Lawless. I'll watch her do anything. She's awesome. She was so great in Battlestar Galactica. Can I just say? <laughs> she was pretty great in. Uh, oh, she was just in that Roman show. Uh, Spartacus. Spartacus. Blood on the sand. Though she didn't. Yeah. She gets so naked and she wears a merkin. She gets super she naked. She's really good in that show. That show she is, is so really good. good. You hate her so much. But she's so good. She's good at being hateable. She is. She was that hateable. She, she was but she's so like hot. She's and like Zena. She was like kind of like bossy and shitty sometimes. Yeah. But she can be like hateable and relatable. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Re hateable. Re hateable. I like it. <laughs> That's like a new word for on the spot. Like from the <laughs> dictionary. <laughs> Nobody telling you about what re hateable is. Re hateable. That'd be a great way so to see who Lucy watches Lawless. our content is to just put that on on the spot and see if any of the people on on the spot watch God, the no. patch. No, they wouldn't. Nah. Yeah. That's how no one will get it. <laughs> Don't do it one week when I'm on it. <laughs> well, no, if you, I, yeah, when you're on it, you just answer Lucy Lawless. And oh, you will be right. <laughs> Lucy Flawless. Am I right? Hey. She's pretty great. <laughs> she is pretty great. Spartacus is such a good show. Oh, man. Thanks for reminding me. I, I haven't seen the last like couple seasons of it because you know, the the main actor unfortunately yeah died. got yeah. cancer and then God, passed away, so which was really sad. He was great in he that was show. Such a beautiful man. They made a documentary about it. Really? Yes. Be here. Be here now. Didn't make a game, unfortunately. No. Well, this, did they? Well, welcome back to screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> TVs and movies. Ren, have you got a chance to play more of Destiny? I played a lot of Taken King. We've been really. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because the the whole premise of going to, forward with Taken King's uh, leveling system was that they were getting rid of that whole concept of light is the only mm-hmm. number that matters, and you become level forty almost instantly, and then light is the only number that matters. <laughs> Back to it. Hey, have you noticed any um, duplicate drops? There was like oh, a you big mean, as problem. in like exotics. Yeah. Yes, uh, I went and when Zer showed up, he had a, a helmet and a helmet Ingram, and I bought insurmountable skull fort and went and got a, the ingram and decoded it and it turned into insurmountable skull fort. apparently if you decode ingrams back to back you're more likely to get the exact same thing you have to like space them out and apparently bungie said they were taking care of it and they're like taking king's not gonna happen but it is so they're figuring it was it supposed to be that you had a greater weighting to things that you had never right. unlocked right absolutely not true right uh i will say okay so i played through the whole campaign at this point they gave it a, a try. Oh, really? Because I feel like so many people were like, no, it has a story. It does. I mean, in the sense that you get a, a there's a cutscene early, and then there's a couple little spiced in. And then this is what they did that really took it 
a little bit further than it ever had gone was one of the characters, one of the NPCs that you deal with has so much more personality than they ever injected in the game before. Uh, I mean, the the character that um, Cade Six, which is the character that um, Nathan Fillion plays, he really sexy man. He is a sexy man. He's sexy. He really finally castles back. By the way, <laughs> my mom only calls him Castle. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> but he actually talks to you and goes with you. When he doesn't actually show up in the gameplay, but he's he's there. It's one of those weird things where oh, he's like, weird. "We're all going to go on the mission together," and then you're fighting, and he's nowhere to be uh, he, found. He he's doing something important somewhere. I'm right. Sure. The fighting starts, and he just goes. Yeah, pretty much and then he comes back at the end like sup guys let's yeah. the day. killed it <laughs> it's an odd thing to say that they really humanize that character because he's a robot but they really they finally have a a personality focal point where the closest you came was dinklebot who would just he never really had a conversation with dinklebot there was no back and forth what about he was a provider of information yeah you know Nolan bots Nolan bot hmm. is he growing on you I, it's, it's really most of i think just the dialogue that he has is mostly background dialogue. It's he it gives you a little bit of supporting stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Thanks, man. I mean, he he fades sort of into that general <clears throat> narrative background where he doesn't really ever have to say a whole lot that's super interesting. It's kind of just like factual. It's like it's like the docent of a, a, a church is following you around, saying, "Oh yeah, uh, that's where uh, we have the remains of um, Saint Mary. Yep, that's where she is." So he's a tour guide, kinda. Yeah, yeah. Gav said it made him realize more the direction for Dinklebot. Like he appreciated, like it probably wasn't Dinklage's fault. I yeah, yeah, really he didn't feel like it was much better. The problem wasn't that his voice acting was really bad. It was that he was given the entire responsibility of telling any story, and they also didn't give him any lines to do that. Yeah. So now there's a little bit more of that. They definitely have added a lot of missions there's a, a huge quest system where even after you've completed the main quest line you, there's a bunch of quests that lead to even more missions on the map most of those are much smaller they're not like there there may be several steps spread across across different missions but like an individual mission may be land here blow up that tank all right you're done back to space uh do you feel like you're getting the story that you were promised they set up so much stuff with one I call it one, I guess, prime, uh, un- original, um, unoriginal, huh? no, original, that it just disappeared. Like, there's the whole, this stranger that maybe came from the future that gives you this cool gun, and she disappears at the end of the game, and then that's it. Like, there's no development or follow-up on who that was. No one's curious about anything in the original, and that's what bugged the crap out of me. Is your character didn't give a shit about the world that he found himself in, never asked a question. He just woke up and was like... Oh, so this is what we're doing yeah, today. So this is the, all right. So this is the world. All right. Oh, hi, future lady. Cool. Thanks for the gun. Like, just ask a question. Tell me something. And they they tell you a few things now. So they've sort of addressed that. And that's what the the sort of slot that Nathan Fillion's character plays is. He's the one that actually guides you and gives you things to do and tells you why you're doing them, not just go do it. Uh, but it's still very text reliant on terms of the story. They tried. It's there a little. It's still it's a fun game for what it was, but it's still very much what it was. You still are going and getting gear and just it's a grind to find weapons. What they did do that's very nice is because of the new infusion system, all the blue crap that you used to get is now useful to some degree. If you get something that's good, you're still waiting for a good blue drop. Uh and you, they drop a lot more of it. So at least you're getting stuff constantly even if most of it's useless. So if you like Destiny, it's a, an improvement on Destiny. Yes. If you like Destiny, then it is a, a 
great improvement of the Destiny system. And I will also give him credit for uh, in the Vanguard playlist. There's a special play- playlist for a the strikes on a harder difficulty. Some of those, I think it's a random chance that you will get a different version of it that replaces the new bad guys with the old ones in some situations. So if you play one of those old strikes you've probably played a thousand times when you are grinding before, you may now get a new experience if you play it on hard. So that's good. You may. Mm -hmm. I've played sometimes and gotten the original experience, but I don't know if maybe some strikes weren't updated and some were. All right. I think we have to wrap up. Yeah, we do. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Blink and it's over. Do we actually, we actually ran out of sand. That's how you know we're really over. (laughs) And the patch thing is full. It's about to turn off. No, don't turn off patch thing. Well, that's why we've got to wrap up, because okay. otherwise it will. So and thank you very much for joining there's us. There's no Patch Game Club after this today. Yes. But we're going to be back re- next week. Yep. We're, yeah. we're reworking some of our broadcast stuff, because our studio is so busy now. Yeah, it's it's getting hard to, to sure. squeeze it in there. So, But we will be joined. Next week, it will be Hotline Miami. Uh, still. 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 Yeah, we, haven't, we won't yet have done it. So join us then, and thank you very much. See you next time.